Hey, what's up, everyone? My name's Zach Olinger. In this podcast series, I talk about relationships. Now, I know, as a man, you may not want to talk about relationships. Or you may even tell me that the relationship that you're in is already pretty good. But I'm going to invite you to consider this. Could you be a little bit more fulfilled in the relationship that you have? I would like to have you consider that there may be other ways to kind of see the conflicts that are truly just unnecessary that we all experience in a different light. And if you're open to receiving or just giving me a little bit of your time, then I look forward to my guests and I inspiring you to become a man that can have more freedom, less conflict, and more pleasure in their relationships. Thanks for joining me. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me on another episode of The Real Zach Olinger. Today, my guest is Miss Banks from In Real Life Enterprises, and she works with companies on getting government contracts or running the HR departments and getting them set up. And she also travels as a guest speaker, speaking about business and spirituality, among many other things. Um, I really appreciate you being a guest uh, today, Ms. Banks. And she's going to talk to us today about a relationship that um, she's working on with her brother, um, who has just been recently released um, from 14 years in prison. Is, is, that, is that correct, Ms. Banks? Yes, it is. Yeah, so he, uh, we, the last time we saw each other, I want to say I was about 22 years old. Okay, gotcha. So what was the, what was the relationship like prior to, um, to him being um, sent, sent to prison? Um, Well, our childhood um, was a disaster, I guess you could say. Um, We were kidnapped at a young age. And we were together during that um, time. And then um, about, I want to say about middle school, a lot of abuse started in the household. And so we began to drift apart um, because I was older. So I received a lot of the kickback from things that took place. And so uh, probably in high school was when uh, the 10th grade actually was when I left home. And I haven't returned since. And so, you know, growing up with him, that was my little brother, you know, I fight for him, love him and everything. But now meeting him again as a grown man is completely different, Mm -hmm. you know, so the love for him being my brother is there. But, you know, I'm seeing things that I just don't agree with and I don't know how to express that to him without you know, because he just came home. So I don't want to seem like I don't want to be a part of his life. I just feel like I really need to take it slow. This is something I've never had to go through. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So is he, um, when you say like back home, is he living, um, with you or like close to you or like, um, uh, I guess if you don't, if you don't mind me getting into the, into specifics about what the arrangement looks like, as far as how often you, you, you see him or like, um, what, how that, how that relationship looks now, as far as your interactions, like on a, on a day-to-day basis or how, how you, how you see him as far as being a part of his life. Okay. Um, so since he, he got home May 7th. And so I saw him for the first time a week ago. 
and I, he lives in Connecticut and I'm in New York. So I did go there and he came with, back with us, you know, to visit. He got a chance to meet his niece and nephews, which he's never met before. You know, and all of that was fun. But then after the weekend, the week start, I have work to do and things of that nature. And I'm just not used to, you know, another male in general being in my house other than my ex-husband. So it was just weird, you know, having him there and, Mm-hmm. you know and seeing his style of, of the way he lives versus what I have going on I have to teach within my home because I have students and then you know I, I teach my business class. I have so many things going on and then I have him sitting here in the corner like hey sis let's go do this and let's go do that and I'm like I have stuff to do and he doesn't seem to get that part gotcha gotcha yeah so there's the the disconnect between yeah what you what you have your obligations for versus what you know what he may be seeking as far as yeah things to do with you or or just kind of like how he wants to you know be spontaneous it sounds like you know yeah. right right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. gotcha so is he is he staying with you now or is he still living in connecticut or no and i don't want this to sound too bad but no, i got no, him I get you. <laughs> sure sure I got him a ticket and sent him back to, you know, his life. Uh-huh. And so uh, he left uh, last Thursday. It was either sure. Thursday or Friday. And so we've spoken, you know, on mm-hmm. the phone and we're making plans for, you know, my children and I to maybe go back out that way again mm-hmm. to see him. But I, I don't know about him coming into my household. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I can appreciate that, you know, for sure. Yeah, there's just a... Uh, um... I definitely feel the same way about my space, you know, and like how, you know, there's just a a method and, um, and not wanting to have that really disrupted. And especially like when you're, you know, working from home and you've got, you know, things that that need to be kind of done and and a timeframe to do them on and and that kind of a thing. So managing that, um, I can certainly appreciate. Um, Yeah. And I've had some experiences like here recently, like with uh, over the last six months or so with my with my own mom and my sisters about kind of like a change in the dynamic of the relationship, um, you know, mm-hmm. and and just kind of learning what that looks like, because it's a shift on how it was, um, you know, like for the first 42 years of my life. And now things are, are different um, because of the things just because of the boundaries I've wanted to set in place and because of the choices that I want to make. Um, and right. that can cause some conflicts um, because people don't always agree with what we choose to do. Yeah. Um, so I guess, uh, I guess on that regard, like you said, like um, being uncertain about how to communicate that um, with, uh, with your relationship with your brother, um, like has, since he's been out has there been um i guess any any conflict with it or is it just something that you feel inside you that you know like um that you might have to establish those boundaries and you don't want to necessarily create more conflict than necessary for like establishing those boundaries oh yes there has definitely (laughs) been conflict um you know, one of my biggest problems is I was a married woman, you know, and I have children. So I feel strongly when it comes to, um, I guess, men that has 
multiple friendships. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say relationships, friendships with women. And I don't want to be involved in that. You know, I'm going to say whatever I need to say. And I don't don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't agree with it. I don't want to be around it. Mm -hmm. And so it's just hard with him because it's like he got out and now he has about 50,000, you know, women. And I'm you know, and I always say something to him and he gets upset with me, but and he wants me to understand like his way of life. But, you know, on a more spiritual, deeper level, either way it goes, it's wrong to me, you know, so I'm not trying to put my views on you. I just want you to leave me out of it. I'd rather be your sister and love you, but not know all your business. I don't want to be around all the rigmarole you have on. You know, when you come to my house, I'll turn my phone off. You turn your phone off and let's re-get to know each other on that level. But don't just bring me into your life because I'm not bringing you into my life in that nature at all. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's, it's becoming a problem with him. Gotcha. And I assume, I assume you've probably communicated that, um, in the, in that way, right? Yeah. Some kind of curious. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, yes. so then I'm just kind of curious then what, uh, what his response may be when, um, when that's communicated, does he, it sounds like he may not be receptive to that. So I'm just kind of curious what it looks like right. if you don't mind sharing it. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this. Okay. I got divorced in 2017. This was the first time I've ever argued with anyone Hmm. since 2017. The last argument I had like this was with my ex-husband. And, you know, the next day, you know, we spoke and talked to each other as if it was nothing. We didn't bring it up. You know, there was no apology. It was just we act like it didn't even happen. I bought him a ticket and then he went home. Hmm. So about a day or two later, you know, that's when he apologized, sort of. You know, and I told him, like, I love you. You know, I did my own little apology. It wasn't, oh, I apologize and I'm sorry because I'm not. I meant what I said. I just wanted him to understand that I have to be defensive. You know, you don't have any children. You don't understand that whole dynamic of being a parent and how I have to protect my child. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being a survivor of, you know, childhood abuse and domestic violence and so many other things that has happened to me, I am quick to say what I got to say, get it over with and move on because I don't want that backlash. And for him, you know, he understand, oh, he, oh, you're big sis. And, you know, you're just overprotective, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, no, it's, if you don't change your life, then we're not going to be able to be around each other because since a lot of things has happened, this is my first time facing issues that's bringing up my childhood that's bringing up my past so every time I see him I instantly see those things and you know some things you were a part of and I can't just let that go because I I know I have children so there's certain things I know I have to protect my children from and so I'm at a point now to where I'm just in my mind going back and forth if I should even keep this relationship going you know it's been years you know and, and I'm perfectly fine. He's perfectly fine. Some things are just not meant to be. I'm still going to always be your sister, but we may not be able to be best friends. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I can, uh, can appreciate that aspect as well. Like that's, uh, yeah, where relationships have to change sometimes where it's like, you know, I can still love you, but from afar, you know, like where, right. like I, I can't necessarily be there with you 
um, while you're being you, you know, like I love you, but you got to do this kind of on your own, you know, like that's, right. yeah, I felt like that with, with my ex and there's some, some of, some of that, it seems like, you know, like I said before with my mom and my, my sisters where, um, I certainly love them and I want to have a relationship with them. And at the same time, I know that there's a difference of opinions and values. And because of that, like, there's no reason to create unnecessary conflict. Um, so the easiest way to kind of do that is to just acknowledge the difference and, and not, not necessarily be as present in each other's lives as we were before. Like yeah, those, those changes sometimes sometimes they're absolutely necessary yeah the boundaries right. yeah the boundaries of it um for sure so when you ex have expressed that uh to him with the boundaries I'm, I'm curious what was he did he how did he respond to that and did he was he respectful about it or was he kind of like well like did he seem standoffish or or not like closed off to the idea that you would want to you know have those types of boundaries to be that hard line about it which is i think totally great because that's taking care of yourself and protecting what you you're just taking care of yourself and what you is right what's right for you you know yeah right. well, which i always support for people for sure yeah <laughs> well, thank you <laughs> yeah yeah he just seems to be um i guess you could say standoffish about it you know, um, I don't want to say he tried to play the guilt trip, but it's like, oh, I see how it is. And that's how you're going to be. And, you know, all that tough stuff like that. And I'm like, hey, I'm a grown woman. I've dealt with your kind plenty of times, you know, so you're not making me feel any type of way. It is what it is. And if you don't like it, then you can kick rocks. And that's my motto for a lot of things. Um, I don't like to argue I don't mm -hmm. like to go through that but when a person is intentionally uh, making comments or saying things that you know a, a, a typical person would feel guilty you know that's my brother mm -hmm. I, you know a lot of people would feel bad that I want you to leave tonight but I ain't gonna put you out tonight I'm gonna wait and put you out tomorrow like you know and that's how I, I looked at it and I didn't want to continue the argument and I just waited and then you've gone about your business and when you're ready to talk to me then you can talk to me because now you know how you have to talk to me you know what I'm going to mm -hmm. accept and what I'm not going to accept and it's the same way with him you know I, I know that he likes his women you know, my father did. So that's to be expected. But I know how I have to deal with him, though. You know, I can't just I wouldn't take him to an event with me. I wouldn't take him to anything important with me. Because for you, it's getting those numbers and all the other mess where that can, you know, have a negative effect on any type of business relationship. And just put a different perspective of me as a person. You know, I know a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, that's that's just a, 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 a their characteristic. No, you're still going to look at that person because you're going to say, oh, well, she's hanging with that person or, you know, that's her brother. So she's just like that. And I don't have time for any of that. So I just believe that when he's ready, you know, I believe he understands. And I believe that when he's ready, then it'll get better. But there's nothing I can do to push it. You know, I, I can't change me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, yeah. There's a lot there that I, I totally agree with. And uh, like I say, I definitely will always support and respect people's, you know, taking care of themselves and knowing what's right for them and, and, and setting those boundaries and, and defending those. Um, and the whole yeah, guilt, guilt by association, I totally get, you know, where it's just mm -hmm. kind of like, it may not 
may not be you at all, but like, yeah, if you introduce it, like it's, it's just, um, <laughs> you can't control what other people think and people may think, you know, they're going to make up whatever story they are around it if they were to experience that. So I get, I get just, um, not, not having it around, you know, at all it makes a lot of sense to me. And, um, about the guilt piece as well, like where some people would feel guilty, especially when it kind when it comes to family. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. one, of, one of the hardest relationships to have strong boundaries around for some of us. You know, for sure, probably probably maybe even be able to say most of us because it is like well, we we grew up together, or we experienced you know um, hard things together, we went through things together, and like we're supposed to have a certain love, you know, because of what we're modeled and told in our cultures and everything like that, where it's like, you know, family comes first, and it's like, yeah, right. I mean, that's the thing is like, family has a has a place, um, but I've come to learn and grow into the belief that like we shouldn't subjugate ourselves and like put ourselves put our the things that we value in jeopardy for the sake of family you know exactly yeah exactly Mm-hmm. And I talk about that when I speak about free will. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taught in Baptist. I've taught Christian. I studied Hebrew. And one thing I've learned with all the different religions is we are living our life, a lot of us in 2021, based off of what we were taught, what we was raised in. And we ignore the common sense. We ignore the reality. We even it's pastors ignore what they have learned you know Mm -hmm. if they really sat down and study you know the same thing that I know you know so I'm not going to down you I just know not to deal with you because you're willing to ignore ignore a truth where I'm just trying to follow the truth like I I I know this is wrong and I'm not going to do this and so I'm making a life change Mm -hmm. you want me to still keep doing it because it benefits you Mm -hmm. and when it comes to family there has had to be a lot of changes in my life I say within the last 15 years and it's a lot of people that I just don't talk to. I just don't deal with. It's people my children have never met. And I feel safer, you mm-hmm. know, because of how my past was. I know you're better off not even meeting that. They're not irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would still be married <laughs> if mm-hmm. other people would make, you know, just open their eyes and see. But I can't force you. But I can't live unhappily either. You right. know, I have to make a choice just like you made that choice. You made that choice. Like with my brother, you made that choice to use okay i'm your sister you want me to go buy you a 500 dollars watch and this and that because i'm your sister you haven't seen me in years so if i would be stupid enough to go buy that watch then i'm putting him before my responsibilities mm-hmm. and i'm not willing to do that and i try not to deal with a lot of people that makes those type of decisions you know we can be good friends but once i see that you're really not you would ignore the truth you know, mm-hmm. you can tell me the truth and you know it, but you will still ignore it just for your family. That lets me know that any given moment you can hurt me. Any mm-hmm. given moment, whatever it is, you would do whatever because your mama says so, because your daddy or what I don't want to be around those type of people because you're not thinking for yourself. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's um that's a good metric to to use for sure is is um people that are able to take that self-responsibility and like and own the own their actions and their and their thoughts you know the thought process behind it and not allow the 
how do we want to say the the dictates of others or like the desires of others or what other people want influence like their truth mm -hmm. you know you, I, I think that's really important that each of us define our own personal truth is and that's why i'm always you know happy to see people stand up for theirs you know like and have the boundaries because they've taken that time and that ownership of themselves to know what's what's right for them their truth and um yeah. uh i think that's that's an important piece and so yeah like uh, i think that's an important boundary to have as well like if if you don't want to let too many of those you know or really anybody that's not going to be self-responsible or responsible of themselves like into a certain portion of your life um, just because it um and then it just becomes very messy and you've got a lot of other things to manage and deal with that there's no reason to worry about it you could just right. section that <laughs> off you know and be like look never mind man yeah like <laughs> yeah. yeah that makes a lot of sense to me for sure yeah it, it has really made a difference in my life and I wasn't always like that but mm -hmm. it was the studying and then it was taking the, the information and putting it into my life and it was little bits and pieces that I started doing different you know my feelings became different then so many other things just started waking up and I was like okay I like this it feels good I'm smiling more I'm, I'm doing more you know I'm not weighed down by because your grandma don't like church's chicken like I can go eat as much church's chicken as I want at the barbecue because I brought my own food like mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and it made my environment so much better it, it made it you know more pleasurable for being with the children like we didn't have to worry about oh who's going to get us something for Christmas who's going to because we didn't care we don't need all of that you know we don't celebrate the holidays and all of that and that and you know with families oh we got to go to such and such house for thanksgiving such and such house for christmas well i have five children whose birthdays in december so i could really care less about christmas <laughs> but that was something that helped me because I, I didn't care all i cared was my children you know they they make good grades i give them things you know they do something good around the house i give them things so we never waited for a holiday to celebrate their positive so that, that also contribute to living a better life you know limited negative interaction and things of that nature because they were happy and as long as they're happy then my household is happy yeah, no, I can appreciate that too. So I'm curious, like, uh, like one of the things you spoke to uh, just in that in that moment was about, you know, bits and pieces and, and taking time. And, and one of the things that I'm curious about, because I I felt this as I was doing it, so I'm curious if you experienced the same thing. Did did, did it ever feel selfish to you to start putting yourself first that way to start taking care of yourself did you ever experience any feeling of that as you started learning and and, and doing that and and um you know yeah taking care of yourself you know more or less like um uh in in spite of what others were trying to influence or how they wanted you to be did it ever feel selfish to you i know for me when i was after my divorce putting myself first and, and considering my needs and setting those boundaries initially felt selfish because i was so used to not doing that so i didn't know if that came up for you and it may not have i'm just curious yeah <laughs> you know um once i put everything into motion mm -hmm. i was more terrified than anything i did not feel guilty okay. um 
you know, growing up, I grew up in, in churches, so I've always fast. I've always, you know, tried to eat healthy, not all the time, but I try like certain little things I've done anyway. But then I got into the world and I got out of doing it. And so it was recognizing recognizing the negative recognizing what I was missing and so slowly but surely I started doing it and I always offered you know look what I learned looked at this and I always tried to share but I had to make time to do it myself so case in point my ex-husband you know he's a video game player Mm -hmm. um, probably one of the best you know that I've seen in a long time and I used to play video games with him I started having seizures so I can't play video games. Um, I'll watch from a distance, but I can't sit there for like 20 minutes. I would take that time to work on my business, but it always became an argument. So what I started doing was making sure that he had excess time later in the evening after the kids went to bed and you can play your game all you want to. I got my quality time and I just had to rearrange things, but I didn't feel selfish about it. I was just scared that it wasn't going to be accepted. You know, I was scared that I wasn't allowed to be a better person. You know, I, I felt like I, I had to be this, that, and the third. And when I, I prayed about it and I said, I'd rather him be mad at me for trying to do the right thing than to live a life being miserable. I know so many people that is married to this day and I know your backstory and you tell me how miserable you are You can't give me advice. You're not even willing enough to make your life better. So I I definitely can't listen to you. And I didn't want to be that person. So for me, I was just more fearful than, fearful than, you know, being, feeling selfish. I never felt selfish about it because I already knew it was veering away from what I knew that bothered me. Gotcha. Okay. That's a real interesting perspective. I love that. I do love that. So yeah. So the fear was around um, just being accepted for the change or like get, reconnecting with your, with the truth that you knew before. Um, right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. It's a, um, I mean, that's a different, that's a different emotion for sure. And a different experience. Um, so yeah. How long, I guess, um, like going through that, I mean, it's still having a process around it, you know, cause still, if it's not shame or guilt about putting yourself first and it's fear, then there's, like you said, it was still kind of a process. Um, what, uh, if you don't mind sharing, what did that kind of look like um, as you, as you went through that? Like, I'm just kind of curious, you know, what the experience was like for you. Well, um, in the beginning, it started off as just, you know, verbally expressing what I was feeling, what I didn't like, you know, what I had a problem with, what changed with me, what I think we should do different, you know, things of that nature. Um, And sometimes it would be a positive return. And then sometimes, you know, I would have to go through the arguments and, and things of that nature. But if the actions didn't change, you know, there was nothing I can do about it. Then I went to just start doing things different myself. You know, and some of it was uh, reciprocated and, and some of it was still ignored till it got to the point to where I had to just come with the ultimatum. 
either this or that is going to happen or whatever, because I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I actually went to a friend's house and I did the whole movie scene where I go to my friend's house and I'm just like, girl, I don't know what I'm going to do and crying and everything. And we eat ice cream and the kids is playing. And then I go home the next day, like it's nothing. And then a week later, it's back to that. So after that, that's when I was like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. If, if you can't do this, and I had to do it and, and suck it up. And I did. And I'm still dealing with it today because the animosity still exists, you know. And the first time I've seen my husband since 2017 was this year, the first time we've seen him. And it was just the most wonderful, beautiful thing. And I said, dog, I said, we can get along better as friends than we could when we were married you know, but I'm, I'm able now mentally to be a more mature woman and be there for him through what he's going through, which are the same things that I already knew he had to go through. It was just, I was young and I didn't understand it and I wasn't prepared for it. I hadn't learned, read about nothing. I just, oh, you're acting like this and woo, woo. but now I need to be more patient. You know, it's not that we should have even been married. Probably it was more, we met each other because you needed help with something, you know, and now I can help you without it being a negative effect on me. I can help you in a way that I know how to help you. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. You know, at least we don't completely hate each other. <laughs> right. Right. So I think that's pretty cool to, to um, hear as well that you gave yourself the permission to go ahead and like you knew what you needed to do you first started off expressing what you needed to have changed and then if it wasn't reciprocated if it didn't show up like you still knew your own inner truth to be like this still needs to happen like regardless of of what the kind of consequences may be like you know yeah. if that if the however however it impacted the relationship you were still honoring that inner that inner truth that you just, I imagine you really just felt it. Like there was no, there was no denying that. Right. Is, yeah. 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 And, and I it think was that's, crazy. Because, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> I felt as though like I used to fast and I've done the Daniel fast. I've done different 40 day fast and everything. And I felt like my body was, I don't know, was wanting the cleansing that I wasn't receiving. Like we had got to a point where we were just partying all the time. And people were like, oh, you know, want a barbecue, like coming over every weekend. And it was fun and everything. But when we're together, it, we didn't have that same energy for each other. So if something was still missing and, you know, it's like I'm sitting here praying and you're sitting here playing a video game. Something's not right about this, you know? And it was just something needed to be done. I, we both got to a point to where we couldn't sleep. And I kept saying, I watched the movie uh, War Room. So I did that and I took my little things, put them on the wall and I would go in there and pray and go through everything. But he started becoming uncomfortable. It got to the point to where he couldn't even sleep through the night. And it was making me feel like it was me. You know, and I know it's not me you know because you're gone all day and I'm at my office so I know it's not me but the anger and the frustration was coming out and so you know knowing the red flags from domestic violence and the things that I went through I did not want it to escalate and so I had to do what I had to do and you know I'm still single you know I've, I've remained single because I know I loved him but I feel like now 
I would never take the same steps to be with anyone to be in that relationship ever again. You know, I feel like it's useless. I, I do truly believe that what is meant for you is going to come to you. And it's not going to be the cutest man, you know, that you see walking down the street is definitely not going to be him. That's the devil, <laughs> you know, because that's how the enticement goes. But I've learned to um, calm myself, you know, and so these um, situations that I'm in, you know, I don't think that every person that says hi to me is trying to come on to me. I don't think every handshake is something that's going to turn into a relationship. I've learned to remain calm as an adult and interact with other adults as adults, not a young, you know, promiscuous young lady. That's not me. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm learning to just take the moment for the moment and enjoy it. And that was something that I didn't do. Mm-hmm. There's a lot there that's uh, that's really awesome about, you know, like just honoring your 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 inner truth and to being calm and just like uh, uh, just the the growth of um, there's there's a lot of a lot of courage and strength that goes into how you have allowed yourself to to live your life um, and just taking care of yourself that way and I, I just like hearing when people go through that stuff because I can appreciate the the challenges and the effort and the things that, that go along with that. Um, so that's, uh, and, and just the experiences, like you said, like, you know, not every handshake is going to lead to a relationship or like, you don't feel that way anymore. There's just like these changing in perceptions. So like just hearing like the growth that you've had, um, you know, through, through your experiences and, um, and how, how you're just allowing that to shape your, your future like in an intentional mindful way you know like you're not just allowing it to just you're being very present is is what i'm trying to say so that's that's always fun to um to hear uh and i think that's i think that's awesome <laughs> that you've uh yes that you've gone I through that everybody needs that you know you said being present because man look i was dead and gone back then and didn't care i was that go with the flow person mm-hmm. and i'm like I got my own energy, you know, I vibe at a totally different level and I need to keep that going. And if you can't help me keep me going, I can't help you keep you going. And so I I really live by that where I don't care if it's a hundred people in there, nine times out of 10, I'm going to migrate to the person that's going to make me laugh. We can talk about it. And I feel like I've been knowing you for years and I'm like, that's what I'm used to. You know, people, I'm used to people talking to me and I'm used to those things, but all of that was taken away from me, you know, or or better yet, I let it dwindle away. And so it was like, once I started getting back my happiness and the things that made me feel so much joy, um, which was servitude, I was raised on servitude. So, you know, I grew up volunteering. I grew up just seeing smiles on people's faces for the things that we did. Whereas I had become a person that I want to sell everything. And, you know, I'm not going to do anything unless you're going to pay me and all that type of stuff. But it was bringing me so much misery, you know, because I wasn't happy with that. And so you got to do, you got to push forward. You got to open up your eyes and I believe that your creator is going to show you and then it's just up to you to do it yeah yeah I can appreciate that yeah yeah being um allowing ourselves to go with that guidance and like yeah just I think that's part of that that uh, owning our our own truths right because it's gonna Mm -hmm. 
each one of us has our own path and, and way to be guided and the way to serve in the, in the world. And only we're going to know what that is and just allowing ourselves to, um, to honor that. Um, once we do, I feel the same way. Like it really just opens things up um, in an entirely new, new way in our lives and a new way of feeling and, and being, um, you know, and in spite of like all of those, challenges and again like what other people think it should look like or what we should be doing with our life and all of that mm -hmm. like that's that real strength that comes through just not listening to that and honoring what's right for us you know like because it that's a it's a real game changer when you start to yes. do that yeah 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 well thank you <laughs> that was great no problem <laughs> <laughs> no it's you like talking about it you know the more I talk about so many things the better it makes you feel mm -hmm. um it's it's like a cleansing you know you gotta let it out you gotta hold it in and if you get with the right person and they ask the right questions the conversation can go on for hours yeah. so I just appreciate you allowing me to even be on your podcast oh of course yeah, no, absolutely. I love, uh, I appreciate you being a guest and, and sharing, sharing the different pieces of your, of your life uh, with us and, and just being vulnerable because um, uh, just it, going through the experiences that I have with my guests and everything, there's just so much courage in, in sharing um, these different pieces of our lives with each other. So I just want to um, honor you and honor all of my guests in the past and the future for that. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great, share and vulnerability and there's a lot of strength and courage that goes into that so i just want to say thank you yeah for sure <laughs> thank you thank you as well absolutely do you want to um speak about anything that that you do or how people can find you or um how they can get in touch with you if you if you want to um just thought i'd give you a chance to to mention anything okay yes so um in real life enterprises we are on facebook we are on Instagram and we are on Twitter. Um, you can go to our website at www.irlanswers.com. Um, you can also give us a call. We have a, a toll-free number. It is 877-807-7477. And we're actually going to be starting our own channel on the Roku TV. So look for that. We will be um, IRL TV and we will, we will be opening up our advertising. So anyone want to reach out to get on one of our channels, let me know. Awesome. Well, congratulations. That sounds exciting. Yeah. So awesome. Well, thank you, Ms. Banks. I really appreciate you being a guest and taking the time and sharing with us today. It was, uh, it was great chatting with you. Oh, it was wonderful chatting with you. You brought back some memories. I'm going to have to go home and drink some hot chocolate. <laughs> All right. That wraps up today's episode of The Real Zach Olinger. Thanks again for listening. If you happen to find this episode insightful or valuable, I invite you to pass it along to somebody else because chances are, if you found it valuable, they will too. If you're on Instagram, you can find me at The Real Zach Olinger. Until next time, everybody. Thanks for listening.